0: Ian here. Great to be with you all. Hey, we're getting closer to when we can meet again, which is awesome, but until then, hey, we're here now, and this is an opportunity to just come before God in worship, and so I'm happy to be able to join you all in that today. So hey, we're going to sing a couple songs today. One of them is going to be newer to us, but if you've been hanging out on Sunday mornings with us here, then you've heard it before, but it's one that we're going to introduce in students here soon, so I'm going to be leading us in that one here today. But first we're just going to have some fun with the song that we know And uh, again guys Just let this be a time for you to draw near to God And just experience Him Draw near to you right back So here we go One, two
1: You said- Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. One more time. Praise God, praise God, praise God. you say for guys so love you. world that
0: 3 when we're told that God so loved you and me that he sent down his only son that whoever would trust in him whoever would believe in him whoever would follow him with their life live forever here and now and into eternity with Jesus when he returns once and for all or causes him guys we love you all it's been fun to do this again and uh, yeah, until next time, you guys have a great week. For those of you that are, of course, getting started with school online or homeschool or whatever that looks like for you, just a blessing upon you one day at a time. God is with you
2: and he loves you. See you guys. Hey guys, Corey well be Good to have you guys with us again. Um, question for you. Would you say that you're a selfish person? I mean, if someone was to ask us that question, are you a selfish person, my guess would be most of us would say, no, I'm not a selfish person. We may even get a little offended that they asked us that in the first place. When we hear about a selfish person, we may have someone that pops into our mind. It may be someone from school. It may be someone in your family. It may even be someone sitting around you right now. Uh, but, but we think, well, okay, well, maybe I'm a little selfish, but... I'm not as selfish as they are I mean did you see what they did or how they act most of us would not say that we are selfish people let me ask you a, a few questions um, if you don't get your way do you get mad what if someone else gets credit for something that you did Do you get a little upset about that do you like for people to notice when you do something good or you do something nice do you like people just to notice you in general now, has your answer changed a little bit? Now, don't ask those questions to, to you know, offend you or, or make you upset or anything like that. I, I want to lead to the point of this. Whether we admit it or not, all of us have a, a little bit of selfishness in us. We, we all like doing things that we like to do. We like when things go our way. We, we like getting recognition for good things that we do. Some part of us, it may be small, it may be big, but some part of us likes when the attention is on us. Today we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2. Last week we talked about how God has started something in you. God has started doing something in us and he will never be done with us until the day we are with him in heaven. In chapter 2, Paul encourages the Philippians, that's the people that he's writing to, he encourages them to go after living a God-led, God-focused life. And these words that he wrote years and years and years ago, they're for us as well. Now the hard part about what Paul encourages us to do is that it takes the focus off of us. And so today, we're going to look at how Paul encourages us to live a life that points people to God, not to ourselves. So we're going to start off right in chapter 2, verse 1. Here's what it says. It says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. Loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. So, Paul continues this letter by saying that if Jesus has brought anything positive into your life, whether that's encouragement or whether that's comfort in hard times or friendships, if anything good has come out of your relationship with Jesus, then you should agree with others, you should love others, and you should work together. Now, there are a lot of things in the Bible that people don't agree with, they they don't like, or they just don't want to listen to. And I think these two verses are big ones when it comes to that. I mean, if Paul was living right now, right here in 2020, and he said what he just said, man, he would get canceled quicker than anything. People would shut him down. They would start making memes about him. They would blow him up on social media so fast because he just said, you should not argue. You should get along with, every, with everybody. There's an important thing that we need to remember here. Paul is writing this letter to the people in the church in the city of Philippi. So yeah, it would be awesome if everybody got along and people stopped arguing and started working together to get things done. But that's not what Paul is saying in this letter. Paul is telling the church people who are claiming to follow and love Jesus to agree and to love and to work together and that's different if you were to go back to acts chapter 16 you would see that paul has been to the city of philippi before and when he was there he did lots of incredible things including starting this church and so he knows the people that he's writing to. He knows who they are. He knows what they're doing. He knows what God is doing in their life. And so he tells them, if anything good has come into your lives because of Jesus and what he is doing, then do this favor for me. And what his favor comes down to is don't argue, love each other, and be on the same team. In other words, he's saying encourage each other. Why? Why? Because that's how Jesus tells us to live our lives. And it seems pretty simple, but of course it's not that easy. Last week I told you I liked Paul because Paul was a straight shooter. He just told it like it was. He didn't sugarcoat things. If he had something to say, he was going to say it. And here it comes. So as if telling the people to agree with each other and show love to each other and work together wasn't tough enough, Paul steps it up and comes in with something a little harder to do. And what Paul says next is a direct guide for how to live our lives different from the world around us. Pointing people to God and not to us. So starting in verse 3, check it out. It says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So Paul gives a list of four things, four things that we as Christ followers need to do. He says that we need to not be selfish, that we need to not try and impress other people, to be humble, and to take an interest in other people. Now, this doesn't seem like just a good list for Christians. To me, this seems like a great list for anyone who wants to be a decent human being, but Paul is saying these words in a letter he is writing to a church. He's writing this to people who believe in God because these are important things for us to do. And he tells us why in the next couple of verses. So in verse 5, going from there, he says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Okay, so this list of things to do is not just a suggestion that Paul is giving because he thinks it sounds good. It's not just Paul's opinion. What Paul has just asked all of us to do is something that is echoed throughout the Bible live like Jesus follow his example see our goal as someone who claims to be a Jesus follower and to love Jesus our goal should be to be like Christ more every day all day man because if anybody in the history of mankind had the right to boast in who they were or had the right to to demand to be served it was Jesus I mean, Jesus could have demanded anything that he wanted. He, he could have demanded that everybody brings him donuts and coffee every morning. That'd be pretty awesome. i would do that. But he, he could have demanded, hey, Peter, go and get me some new sandals, man. Hey, 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 hey Jake, uh, James, go and get me a new robe because this one's got a little bit of dust on it. Hey, every, everybody, everybody, hey, 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 just start clapping for me because I feel like it. I mean, king of everything over here, I created all this stuff. But no, what we see Jesus do is Jesus gives up any divine privilege that he had, any supreme power he gave up, and he chose to do that so that he could come down here and serve others and be just like us. He chose to put other people first. He chose to serve others instead of always trying to get his way in the things that he wanted. And because of his humility, Because of his obedience, which cost him his life. Paul tells us this in verse 9. He says, God elevated him, Jesus, to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Man, I, I want you to let that truth encourage you. Let it encourage you that because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, let that encourage you to keep your hope in Jesus. Let it encourage you to trust who Jesus is. Let it encourage you to do whatever you need to do to make sure that you are in a growing relationship with God. And let this encourage you to work hard To live a life that honors Christ And shows him to other people And that's where we're going to let Paul close us out today So chapter 2 of Philippians Starting in the second part of verse 12 It says Work hard to show the results of your salvation Obeying God with deep reverence and fear For God is working in you Giving you the desire and the power To do what pleases him do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life. Pouring it out as a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. Hey, if you just look at what's going on in the world, the world already has enough wicked and mean people. It doesn't need the church to provide any more of that. What our world does need is people that live differently. It needs people who live brightly and shine in a world full of darkness. We have to put the ways of Jesus above the ways of our world and above what we want. We have to look different from the world because that is what Christ has called us to do. Will that make you popular? Probably not. Will some people hate you because of that? Yeah. But on the day when we stand before Jesus, will he look at us and tell us, that we did a good job being faithful to him and reward us for the work that we did for the kingdom, absolutely that will happen. And so it's hard to look different from the world and live in a way that points people to God and not to ourselves, but just like Paul says, God is working in you and God is giving you the strength to do what he wants us to do. And that is why you should be encouraged. Guys, thanks for joining us today. I hope it was good for you and worth your time. We are excited about the days ahead of us, man. So in case you weren't aware, September starts next week. That's insane. But in September, we got some cool things coming up. We've got a high school camp out happening. we got middle school bonfire happening. Registration for our high school, middle school fall retreats is going to be opening up. But more than that, boop, 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 boop. boop. OSM, Oklahoma Student Ministry is going to be reopening on September 13th. We are excited. It's going to be so awesome. Nine o'clock on Sunday mornings. Middle school worship happening in the commons. High school pursuit happening in the loft. High school worship happening 6 p.m. on Sunday nights here on campus. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be lit, uh, dope, fresh. I I don't I, I got nothing. You guys got to help me out. Uh, but, man, we are so excited to be back with you guys. It's going to be great. We've got some uh, new things planned. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we need you to be there. We want you to bring your friends. It's going to be incredible. We love you guys. We hope you guys are doing well. If you need anything, hit us up on social media, email, any of that stuff at the end of this video. We love you guys. Have a great day. See ya.